politics, crime, sport, finance. You've heard the news before, but not like this. <laughs> it's Up Early with Ben Ha-Harvey. Michael Ross. Oh, give me those Just because I'm... Not in the studio doesn't mean that the headlines don't continue. The biggest ones have happened overnight. Pop star Pink has announced a national stadium tour to take place in early 2024. You know what I say about that? What? So what? So, so But the choreography, mate. Oh, the choreography. That's such an inside joke that our boss once said. He was a grown man, like a 50-year-old man, and he was like, ah, the choreography. But it's like, it's true. She's a show woman. It's fun for everyone. And a little bit of controversy in the NBL with Sydney King Xavier Cooks winning the MVP instead of Perth Wildcats star Bryce Cotton. I personally think the outrage is uncalled for. He should have won the Defensive Player of the Year award as well, stealing the MVP. Nice. Thanks. He doesn't Uh, get his his citizenship either, Bryce Cotton. Yep. If he would have won it, would have given it to her. Maybe she should have played better. It's weird. Uh, Could talk about that uh, a little bit later on. But yeah, Australia was like, we might not pick you in the Boomers team. (laughs) So we're we're pulling out our guarantor. And he was like, oh, okay. MVP. Yeah, mate, we would have uh, would have gone the extra way. Uh, new security measures are set in place after flowers have been stolen from Kings Park earlier this week. That's a bit awkward. <laughs> yeah, <as> well. <laughs> uh, good times. I actually want to touch on this story next because it's very bizarre, and I believe mm. it's got to be an inside job. Oh, 100%. We've got to find out where it stems from. Oh, yeah. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Enough of this flowery stuff. Let's get to Uh, (laughs) Prince of the uh, New Power Generation on Triple M. Oh, and Michael Ross, you know I don't like to stir up the public at all. And uh, the early sale of hot cross buns always is the worst thing for people. What if it was the second worst? Because I found something that's worsera. That's right. I've got some hot cross buns with the special burger sauce. I can't believe that these exist. I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Look, as your parents once said to you, why did we have to bring these into the world? Now, Easter special burger sauce presented by Coles. I will say that. Don't slap Easter on there. Jesus would not approve. (laughs) It literally says Easter on it. You can see it. Uh, Limited edition. That's good. So was Jesus. Uh, Savory buns with special burger sauce and pickle pieces. Now, you would have seen this all over the news. Uh, You will see it in that little rack of things on sale very soon because they won't be able to get rid of them. But um, look, I mean, I guess I'll give them a little, little taste test as oh, we are live. As customary. Oh, look at this. See, because I'm thinking, what do they oh. want you to do? Do they want you to toast them and have a patty inside? Or do they want you to just enjoy pickle, pickle buns? Look, I'll be honest. There's actually a pickle piece in it, like a, like a full-blown, like, it is a pickle it. in it, where obviously I can only imagine the, the burger sauce is infused with, like, when they make... The, the hot cross bun, like, just so you know, it's not oozing out or anything. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not wet. Well, all right, mate, there no. you go. Oh, eat it. Don't you tell me you're Get your job around that and uh, give us your your immediate reaction. Uh, I'll get a little bit of pickle too. 
You have to get the pickle. They put the pickle right. in there. But the pickle will now be dry, won't it? Because pickles are often quite a wet food. It was quite a moisty um, hot cross bun. A juicy right. bun. That's not bad. Look, I'll be honest. It's not bad. But would it taste better if it was hot? Because you are eating it like straight from the packet, which is not my yeah. favourite way to eat any hot cross bun. Yeah. If you toasted that Look. bad boy. But I like the hot the burger sauce. It's true. Big fan. So it's is it a little bit is it seems like it's sort of like sticking a bit. Yeah. You know what this feels like though? What? Like I like gambling, right? I like casinos. I don't mind church. I think it's cool, it's not for me, but like it's alright. Gambling in a church, not good, right? You feel that that's... So, it's a little bit of sacrilege. It's like, a I feel bit, like putting, the, putting, putting Jesus' way of death on a bun, I already think is controversial. <laughs> Mixing it with a burger, I don't know. Hey, we'll wrong. remember him how we want to remember him. <laughs> as, a delicious, as a delicious burger. I to make sure that you know exactly what's happening out there on social media. Your kids are on it all the time, and we've got to make sure that they are looking at the right things to help us out. The one and only Adrian Allerberg himself. Gordon Morgan, boy. <laughs> Here he is, the czar of social media. Back for 2023. It's the first time you've been on the show, mate. Yes, first time ever. New year, new me. That's what we stay in Russia. <laughs> is it? There's always a new Russia, no. isn't there? No, no, it's new New Year, same old Russia every year. You know, they really need yeah. an update, I think. When's Russia 2 coming out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not our you're not our dictator when it comes to like leading the country, but you're leading us in a revolution of social media, mate. Uh, TikTok shows no signs of stopping this year. No, going going strong, going strong. It just seems to be building and building. I think I mentioned a while ago they took over Google as like the most used internet platform. So um, yeah, it's 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 filtering from the young ones all the way up. Now you're getting more kind of millennials and even Gen Xs on TikTok. So it's it's exciting. It's an exciting time, and I'm here to tell you all about it. Well, let's well, what's happening? All the trends. I got the first one for us to break down this morning. I found someone. What's going on? Song I just realised, uh, but <laughs> nonetheless, it's it's called "I Found Someone," and you put on the screen like "I found someone who blank you," and then you're pretty much like showing off what you have more than others, you know. So I found someone who, like a lot of it, be like had straighter teeth than you or has better hair than you. So it's kind of just like ways of yeah, young people like flexing, you know. But that just feels like I would be taking like footage of everyone else. Everyone is better than me in every way. I'm aware of that. <laughs> you could do that, yeah. You could just, you know, <laughs> Google Maps of the whole earth in a, in a video. Um, for, me, <laughs> for me, it was just, you know, like I've got a bigger head, I would say, than 95% of the population. So that's kind of my spin on it. What about you guys? What do you, what do you think you're better at than everyone else? Oh, what, do you, what do you think I have bigger than everyone else? Let's Look, I didn't say bigger. I don't know what you're alluding to here. All right, this is very inappropriate. I said better. 
Hey, uh, up next we got. Uh, let's. <laughs> this just flips on its head because we're now looking at our biggest fears. What's your biggest fear? Biggest fear. Biggest fear, and so that's obviously uh, as soon as that music drops, that's when you put in what it is you're scared of. And uh, again, the young ones using this, it's always something like, oh, him losing interest or him finding someone else. Uh, no, no, no. I think for me, a flying brown cockroach. Have you ever seen one of those things fly? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they don't do it yeah. often. I think it takes a lot of energy, but my God, when they're up in the air, it is just chaos. I, um, I, I thought with your Eastern European, it would be freedom. Yeah, look, not a big fan of that either. But again, the flying cockroach, I can't stress this enough, is very scary. <laughs> Or non-Eastern Europeans. Yes. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And finally this morning, the last train we're looking at, uh, this woman appears to be dressed as a clown. So just music there. Yes, just music on that one. Now, they are using a face filter that makes you look like a clown. And the point of this is to then write on the screen something that someone said to you, right? That was like a lie or a joke or just untrue, um, but it made you feel like a clown because you believed it, right? And so, you know, a lot of it's about school or, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, I figured out, for me, my biggest clown moment was, and I I totally believe this, when my dad and my brother, when I was like 10 years old, convinced me that to make apple juice, the workers at the apple factory would like pee into, would eat a bunch of apples and then pee into the bottles. And I was like, oh, that makes total sense because it looks exactly the same. And I believe that for like three years. Uh, that's fair. No, that's fair. You can see, and sometimes it tastes a little bit like it. So you, that's on there, mate, not you. How would you know what it tastes like, uh, Mitch? Apple juice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Zara also to be uh, <laughs> leading the way once again for a brand new year. Thanks for coming back, mate. No worries. Good stuff, fellas. See you next week. Tucker Ross, you know we love a record here at Triple M, be it breaking it or playing it. Uh, but look, I want to talk about a world record that was broken, and I think it's dumb. It's just the stupidest record in the world, and and I feel like you'll be on my side uh, when it comes to this. Uh, it was at a G League game, which is like the NBL, but the league under. Like, it's like that equivalent like to the waffle for the footy. It's all that sort of stuff okay. to the NBA in America. Um, they had uh, 2,854 people wear capes okay. now. <laughs> That's it. Now, look, for a good cause, beautiful, amazing. Like, I I love the reason. But the world record is dumb because all they just, like, it was just 2,854 people wearing capes. Like Superman. Yeah. And it's like, where do we sit on that as a world record? Once again, must establish the reason for it. It was like raising money for a children's hospital. It was beautiful. It was amazing. I loved it. Oh, can't get enough of humanity. Uh, everyone getting together. Ah, lovely, right? But the world record bit, it is a Guinness world record. They were given a certificate for it. Are there other records like this where they hide 
the attempt kind of behind a good cause, because this is the thing, I immediately thought we could surely get a get more than that to wear super cap, Superman caps, but we will look like jerks for doing it. Like, oh, like if we just broke it just for like... Exactly. Like, it's so easy oh. to break, but you will look like a jerk if you break it. You need to have a charity, and so maybe there are certain records out there that are sort of protected by that. Oh, so that's a good thing. So if you're, like, trying to break it, and they're like, oh, you're trying to take it away from these kids, are you? Yeah, these sick kids. Yeah, bloody, you and all do the, that, would you? All the doctors and nurses are the real superheroes, and bloody you oh. want to put on 2,855 2, capes. But like I, like I said, I get it. It's great. It's amazing. Amazing cause. But I don't like records that are just like, like, I, like everyone wore a hat today. It's got to be very... Because like if you say everyone wear a hat today, then you would have any sporting event, you know, uh, because everybody... You'd accidentally does. break it. Yeah, you would be accidentally <laughs> doing it. So I like that it's the cape, but again, if we just asked everyone at the Scorchers final last weekend to wear a cape, we would have smashed it and they'd, in fact, and they'd look silly. In fact, I don't know where this is going to go, but this will be up to you. We probably broke it during Cronulla. You know, with, with the Aussie, oh, like, the flags. Okay, you know how like the bogans with the flags and the tied around like capes. Yeah. And if you wear a flag like a cape, unfortunately, now you look a little. They did the opposite know? of charity that day. <laughs> <laughs> What's a bad Samaritan? One eight hundred zero double one triple six. A slightly different number for those of you in the goldfields this morning. Welcome to the Mitchell and Michael Show. One eight hundred zero double one triple six. And Mitch, you know we're very fortunate working in radio. There's a, there are a lot of perks. Like right now, you are in Perth uh, to mm-hmm. attend the UFC, but you still get to do the show. So perks all round. Yeah. Yeah, don't, don't even have to buy a ticket. You just have to pretend that I'm writing stuff down every now and then. Or how about in the morning, you come in and you get yourself like a, like a nice cup of coffee? Like other workplaces get yeah. you a nice cafe. No offense to them. So, <laughs> well, rude. But uh, no, some people don't even get that. You got to bring in your own Makona. Yeah. You got to bring your own. But we, get, we have a nice coffee machine, get good beans, delicious. It's so nice, in fact, that I've discovered a staff member on a Friday afternoon, has been making espressos and taking them home to then make martinis. What? (laughs) So, because they don't like instant coffee in their espresso martinis, at the end of the day on Friday, they are making espressos at work with our nice coffee machine, taking it home to finish it off for a little cocktail in the evening. Is it? Mel. No, it's not. No, it's... Uh, Is it Talia? No, but I, maybe okay. they maybe they taught this person how to do it. It's uh, it's our old mate, uh, previous boss, Jared. Really? Yes. I know. It's kind of shocking, isn't it? But yeah, I found it yesterday. Our old boss Our old boss is doing that. He's making espressos and taking them home on Friday night well, to make martinis. If there's one man that takes advantage of the workplace, it's, that's him. Oh, he is Mr. Work Perk. But he often says that, you know, the perks of the job is, is, is why you often stick around. Like, you might get horrible pay. Not him. He loves his job. But uh, you might get, like, horrible pay, horrible conditions, horrible boss. But you just get those perks that keeps you going. 
So we want to know one eight hundred zero double one triple six. What's your work perk? What do you get as a little bit extra at your job? One eight hundred zero double one triple six. Have the phone lines open for you. One eight hundred zero double one triple six. A slightly different number for those of you in Kalgoorlie. And Mitch, we're talking work perks this morning. Uh, there's been a little bit of a. I don't know if this is. Is this taking it too far? What one of our colleagues has been doing. Um, I don't know. Look, he's been taking espressos from the coffee machine home to make espresso martinis at home because he doesn't like instant coffee. But, I mean, no. Look, I think you can have 22 coffees at home. Uh, sorry, you can have 22 coffees at work. You can take one on the road home. Oh, so you can take a traveller, and if you can have a traveller... But you can't take it for home, if that makes sense. So if there's free, this is what I don't like as well. There's free office food. You know, when someone's like, oh, free to whoever wants it. Yep. You can't, like, you can't take that home for your dumb kids or your husband or like, you're <laughs> you not allowed. You on the premises. You have to eat it on the premises. Yep. But if you eat all 12 Krispy Kreme donuts at work, that's fine. But if you take one home to your kid, you should be fired. So you can also hit us up on the text line 04800 400 and uh, Shelley in Kalgoorlie, uh, she says that she works at a supermarket and uh, when they, say, open a box, if their Stanley knife nicks what's inside, well, then you can't sell it, can you? Mm, no, that's shrinkage. You're going to lose that. And so you might end up like accidentally nicking like a bag of lollies. Oh. And then, hey, presto, can't sell it. That's now the work team's lollies. Oh, so whatever you nick with the knife mm. is yours. So sometimes maybe you go a little deeper when you open the box if you're feeling a little yeah. peckish. Yeah, and you just take whatever you want. You just start going like, oh, no, I nicked the, the TV because you work at Audi. <laughs> So I'll give you, I'll give you this, so, because I know, so maybe my brain's already starting to think some puns. I'll give you this, that the story today that we'll be tackling in the ping pun, where we go head to head in a rally of puns, have you seen that the Indian groundskeepers of the first cricket match, Australia and India, the groundskeepers have been accused of doctoring the pitch? Have you seen this on, on the news yet, Mitch? No, I have not. Right, so the and it looks very it looks very obvious. I don't know why you wouldn't just make the whole pitch bad, but at the crease to where the left hander would be receiving a ball from is like dust bowl, dirt. Right hander's got grass, but the left hander's terrible on both ends of the pitch. It looks it looks so obvious. And oh, yeah. they uh, they think it's a it's a deliberate attempt to kind of cheat as the left-handers have been batting like very well like Uzi Kawaja and Travis Head, so it's a very it's a very big controversy at the moment in the world of cricket. That's the topic of the day. That's what we'll be yep. having our ping pong rally all about. Alex, here he is now, the young enigma himself, Alex Hasty. Morning, mate. Morning, guys. How are you doing? Great. Yeah, we are we're tremendous, you know. Like it's almost it's almost worth celebrating how good we are. Would you like a slice of cake? I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> Young Alex right. Mitch, 
doesn't like cake. Really? Yeah, I think it's just, uh, it's the texture of it. It's totally the texture. It's just spongy and it's nice and sweet, but I just the texture throws me off of it. You would have struggled during the French Revolution. Are you telling me that not a single cake was for you? Like, you know, like not a red velvet, not a, not a mud, not a sponge? Yeah, no, no cakes. The only cakes I'll allow are cheesecake and ice cream cake, but they're barely cakes, so... Not even a cup. Nah, nothing. <laughs> it's it's okay. absolutely shocking. I thought you were a fun-loving guy, but you. What were your p- parties like as a kid? Yeah, what do you have on your birthday? Um, I would always have a cheesecake or an ice cream cake. Okay, so, always the safe bet. Yeah, just a, or maybe just you, as the kids leave, you're like, here's a handful of nuts and get out. <laughs> now, yeah. Maybe it's to do with an ingredient in cake that you also don't enjoy. I've heard that you don't like to eat eggs. Yeah, no, not a fan of eggs. I I can deal with them in baking, not cakes, obviously, but a lot of other baking where you can't taste it anymore sort of thing. I'm fine with that. But no, just scrambled eggs for breakfast or anything like that. Does this clash in your household? Because your partner, uh, she's a vegetarian. I'm assuming eggs are a big part of her diet. Yeah, she'll have eggs for breakfast quite often and I'll steal one to make brownies or something. But yeah, she eats almost all the eggs in the house. Um, have you explained to her that even though she's a vegetarian, like the eggs is like really getting close to the line? <laughs> well, she'll eat something out of the same pan that I've just cooked a steak in. So I don't know, she, she has a weird line that seems to move sometimes, especially when there's... Uh, gelatin or something in lollies but i won't question it (laughs) does she care about like is is she really environmentally conscious and you know like humane and that does she care about where your eggs come from (laughs) yeah she's a she's a massive animal lover and so we're always buying um uh, free range eggs uh except recently there's been an egg shortage so i bought caged eggs and just haven't let her find out (laughs) Caged oh. eggs. Why don't you keep the packet and just change the um, caged eggs and just keep putting it in the free range thing? Because it didn't, Michael. Didn't your like grandma do that with like spaghetti sauce for your granddad <laughs> with, or something? With actual spaghetti, she's cheap spaghetti. Put it in the nice packet. But but hang on, I want to go back to the caged eggs because I don't actually know anyone who buys caged eggs because I thought we all agreed yeah. that battery farms were horrible. Yeah, well, normally I would go for the free-range eggs, but with the recent shortage of eggs, there was they were the only eggs left on the shelf at all, not even expensive okay. organic free-range ones, only caged eggs left, which is a good sign, I guess. Um, yes, they um, should be left there on the shelf. Yeah, so <laughs> that's like going, well, there's no labour left, but there are children, so why don't we just... Are you going to propose to her with a blood diamond? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, if it's cheaper, it's cheaper. <laughs> oh, young Alex. <laughs> well, good luck, mate. Hopefully she doesn't listen to the show this morning. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, use Mitch's suggestion. Keep the free-range carton as your backup. <laughs> I'll do that in the future. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Cheers. From Perth, oh, all across the state today. Oh, and there's some things that I like about the big smoke and some things 
that I don't like, and I feel like this is where regional really wins, mate. Well, yesterday we were talking about toxics, which are little icks, little things that people do that I just find gross. Like, let's say running for the bus. I don't know why, but society's like you can't, you can't run for the bus. You got to walk. You got to act. Kill. And another thing that falls into that is running to a parking inspector who is about to give you a ticket, okay? That is a toxic I was faced with yesterday. So, come out of the hotel, Hyatt Regency. I was in a little, like, meeting. There's a lot of, like, UFC people around. So, obviously, when I was... I had to leave by like 4.15 because you could park in this parking spot. This is how dumb the big city is. Yeah. You park in this parking spot for free until 4.15. At 4.15, your car will be towed. (laughs) What? (laughs) At 4.15, your car will be towed. What what happens at 4.15? I don't know. Maybe they've got to clear it for traffic, but not a fine. Towed. So I was like, oh, no. But obviously... Regional boy now. Some more like 419. That's all right. I'll bloody get down there. He won't yeah. be there on the dot. Country time. At, they are there on the dot, mate. About 50 metres away, I see a man in a high-vis taking pictures of the car. I was like, oh, no. And you know me. Can't rush. Can't run to that car, okay? Because I might get my, tow car, my car towed. It might be 600 bucks, but at least I won't have that toxic sort of feel of not feeling like a man. No, that is the toxic that, feel. <laughs> well, this, well, this is the thing. I wanted to bring it to the show yeah. because I ran after him. You did And it. I even said, Hi, mate. Hey, 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 mate, I'm here. Hi, I'm here. And you know what he said? Oh, thanks. Uh, I'll save you. He goes, you're safe. Yeah. I guess I was about to press the button. So if you didn't by, do it. Yep. Like a second later, I would have had to untow my car. So is this not a good lesson for you? And then like no one wants to run for the bus. But they know that if they don't run for the bus, next one it's transperth buses. They're not coming for another hour. You're then an hour late to work. Like no one yeah. wants to do it. Just like you. Like you don't want to run after the inspector, but if you're a second late, your car's gone. Yeah. Now I'm starting to realize like you don't wear those glasses cuz you don't want to be cool. You wear them cuz you want to see. <laughs> I can see it. Now. On at Triple M, Mitch Michael, Mitch Tinley. We headed out of the studio this week for a little bit of fun because it's time for episode two of everyone's favourite game. It's time for a new challenge. It's time for Audio Slave. That's right. Audio Slave is back for episode two. Great response to episode one. Mitch, uh, you now take on the people so anyone can get involved if you want to get involved make sure you hit us up on the Mitchell and Michael socials going head to head in various challenges against Mitchell Tinley uh, we headed off to a park this week mate and what did you think when you first sort of what, what, what were your thoughts when you were getting there because we told you nothing about it it was like as if being on Survivor but Jonathan LaPaglia wasn't there so you didn't really know what was going on. You're like, what's that bar for? What's happening over here? 
Well, that's exactly right, because I, as the host of Audio Slave, uh, when you arrived, I kind of wasn't around. I was a bit further away. Let's have a listen as to what the challenge was today. Make a noise to get Michael's attention. And you have five minutes. Quieter sound wins. Quieter sound. Okay. So that's what that's where we were faced with this week. I was seventy meters away. You had to get my attention by making a noise. Quieter sound will be the winner. Yourself taking on Angie, a previous host of this very network, and Ben jumping on board as well. If you want to get involved, hit us up on socials like Ben. So today's challenge was get Michael's attention. Quietest sound wins. You have to make a noise to get my attention. We're going to see your attempts next. It's time for a new challenge. It's time for Audio Slave. Yes, welcome to episode two of Audio Slave. Uh, we found out the challenge just before Sister Hazel there. Uh, Mitchell Tenley going head to head with Angie, previous host of the network, and lovely listener Ben. Uh, you were taken to a park. I was 70 metres away. And you had to get my attention by making a noise. The quietest noise will win the challenge. And Mitch, um, you had plenty on offer in front of you. Do you remember the items that we provided you? We had, uh, we had a drum there. We had a couple of traffic cones. Yeah, there was a tambourine. There was like a little egg thing. Um, there, was like, there was a drumstick so you could hit, hit things. Yeah, there was, there's so much to choose from. On offer to make a noise to get my attention. I was 70 metres away. I was wearing earmuffs. And I think that we should start with Mitchell Tinley's attempt this morning. Quite a sound wins. Okay. Does he have to turn around? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get you. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> you immediately got my attention with the drum, measuring in at 102 decibels. Mm, uh, I was well. 70 metres away. I heard it immediately. Um, what were you thinking there, mate? Just uh, go for the go for the most obvious, the one that no, would work. No, I, I didn't understand it. Like I said, Jonathan LaPaglia wasn't there in Survivor to explain it. Because I assume off camera they get to ask questions about, like, how long do I have to stay on this pole? Can I use both feet? Like, they get to ask those questions. And I was unsure, mate. I was unsure. I thought it was, like, different instruments and the quietest instrument won. Um, I don't know why I hit the drum so hard, (laughs) but I did, and it got your attention. It did. So you're already off to a good start. You did successfully get my attention, but you've got... You're currently in the lead as well because no one else has posted a sound. Yep. So let's move on to lovely listener Ben's attempt. It needs to be as quiet as possible from where you're measuring. And he's got earmuffs on. Okay. (laughs) I heard that. Was that you? Yeah. The lights do. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> so Ben found it easy, according to him. So what he had done, he picked up the traffic cone and did like a cooey. He did a woo uh, through the traffic cone. That came out at 90 decibels. Oh. So he is currently now in the lead. Wait, what was mine? You were 102. 
Oh, I hate it harder than that. On the on the drum, <laughs> we had a, we had a, we had a sound meter right there. His was actually pretty loud. That was the thing. It was a pretty uh, loud cooey through the uh, through the traffic cone. So currently, Ben's in the lead. He could be walking away with three points. You'd be walking away with two, unless Angie can be even quieter. Let's find out. So I have to get his attention. That's easy. They don't give you any rules. You don't have to ask any questions. Really close. Like awkwardly close. (laughs) (laughs) I win! I win! (laughs) I wasn't expecting that on the back of the neck. Did that register? No. (laughs) (laughs) But there was a noise. (laughs) <laughs> Did I just ruin it for but you? But I didn't notice the noise. We might have a DQ! The first DQ! Yes, Angie decided to, noticing that there was no rule as to how close she could get, she came right up behind oh. me and blew on my neck. Okay. But the breath on my neck got my attention. I couldn't hear her at all, so she is disqualified. So, in retrospect, seeing as we all didn't know what was going on, if I ran up to you, very close to you, then hit the drum, the sound register would have been all the way back there. (laughs) No. (laughs) Alex, our sound tech, would have come with you. It would have still been 102 decibels. So, you were walking away with two points. Uh, Ben walks away with full three. Angie disqualified. And the total so far for this season has the people... At six points, Mitchell Tinley at four. So you got a bit of work to do next week on the show. That's Audio Slave. Keep your eyes on socials. The full video will be dropping very shortly. If you enjoyed the Mitchell and Michael podcast, remember to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your mates.